Sunday pour back on a Thursday night. Uh, it is just about wild card eve, I guess we'll call it. This week, uh, it's been dragging, I gotta say. It's been fucking. You think this week is bad? Yeah, next week next you get week. a holiday, though, mixed in. True. Yeah, it's a good point. But still, it's just waiting. And we have and Monday football. That probably helps cut the week down a little bit, too. It will cut the week down a little bit. Uh, this weekend, I don't know. Uh, this week, I'm usually not a guy who uh, talks about that. What? I mean, it's just it's, life is just kind of dragging by, about weeks dragging by. I feel like every football, I feel like every football playoffs you talk about it. All right, maybe this time of year we do, but normally, <laughs> normally yeah. I do. The, the two weeks in between the Super Bowls is, is kind of a crawl. I will admit Ooh, that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's, it is a forebear. Just what's what's to come. Yeah, this this week has been a fucking. It's been a snail's pace this week. That's all I've been thinking about is football this whole week. It's getting me to Saturday. Yeah, I love this time of year, and I hate this time of year because you just know you got to enjoy it while it's here because it's going to be over before you know it. Enjoy the journey. Yeah, so you got a couple good weeks of football and then two weeks off and then Super Bowl, and that's it. That's it. So take it all in. It's, it's, never, it's not going to get as good as this. This is what you're in for uh, from the beginning of the season on. This is what you signed up for. We're here. This is, this is it. Vegas and Cincinnati, Saturday afternoon, and just – Come for air on Tuesday morning. All right, that's it. Stretch run. Yeah, here we go. Congrats in in order to uh, Georgia, who we propelled <laughs> to a to a national championship. That, that was the team. Hey, it, it took they they played Alabama two games this year. It took them until quarter number eight for the real Georgia team to actually show up that we've seen all year because they kicked the shit out of Alabama in that well, fourth quarter. You said they played how many times this year? Three times? Twice. Oh, this, that was the second time. Yeah, that was the second time. They, oh. they played an SEC title game, too. Oh, that was it. Okay. They didn't play, they didn't play any other – well, no, I guess not. They would say – No, no, separate divisions. All right. So, yeah, that was uncanny. Un, I mean, we had them buried. That's what happens, like, a guy like me doesn't really watch college football all year. First time seeing this kid, Stetson Bennett. And he, after that fumble – he looked terrified. I don't know. It just, he just, I mean, he's a kid. He's never, you know, this is his one shot. Spotlight, biggest game of his life. And he looked terrified after that on the sidelines. We were saying on the show, like, what's their next option? They can't keep his kid in. And after he said that, he went four for four with two touchdowns. <laughs> uh, just uncanny job by Sunday poor. Came out of his show a little bit. Yeah, he uh, was awesome in that fourth. Yeah, he absolutely he was. And, uh, a good line in history. And then one on good, good, what you see him on Good Morning America? Yeah, he was a little, little yeah. hungover, maybe still hammered. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Hey, I, I think the Braves opened the door for the, for the whole state of Georgia. Braves lifted a little bit of a mini curse. Now the Bulldogs, now uh, maybe the Falcons or the Hawks. Predators? Atlanta's back. Just Atlanta. No, it's oh, Nashville. Nashville. Atlanta lost their hockey team. Uh, yeah. Maybe the Thrashers are on their way back. I don't know. Things are looking up down in Georgia. That's all I'm saying. Man, it's crazy how some of these cities get just years 
of multiple championships. Yeah, I mean, they also didn't have any forever. Georgia was 1980. The Braves were 95. Basketball, I think the Hawks. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a tough – they deserve it, Atlanta. I mean, that's a tough – they really don't deserve it because it's a shitty sports town, but the real fans down there deserve it. If you're a Bulldogs fan and a Braves fan, that's that's a nice little – it's a nice three months there. They've been dragged through some shit. They lost the All-Star game. They they didn't want the All-Star game. Oh, is that what happened? I I forgot that story. No, what was it? What was the I forget the reasoning. It was some stupid reason. Some political reason. Oh no. Yeah, but I already forgot. Yeah, I forgot too. But they were just them being shitty people in that state. Not so much the people, but like, you know, the leaders. Bathrooms or something. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, it's not important. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, so the, the politicians don't deserve it, but the, the people, I guess, the fans have their moment. Man, that was, that was unbelievable. Like, really, you look at a kid named Stetson Bennett, uh, you know, me outsider looking in, and his name's Stetson. You know, like, there's no way this kid's a fucking quarterback. And you Tough see man. him. Yeah, and then you just see him. I said it even on the show. It was like he's twelve years old. You're like, there's no way. And then you, for, you know, forget whatever. I don't know what number they were in the country, but they're top three in the country, right? And uh, I mean, they were number one all year. They were the best team. But they were right. they were three at that point. And uh, you kind of forget that. You kind of forget they're there for a reason. And then he kind of he showed you why. And I really wants to make the fucking Stetson Bennett movie, which I will not be watching. Although. Definitely more respect for him now than I did when we signed off. On nah, we just we watched the Stetson Bennett movie. That was it. That was that was it. Yeah, I don't need to. See that was the beginning, there. end, I, middle, and climax right there. The I lived it. Yeah. yeah, that was the peak. He's gonna be selling cars in a year. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna end up uh, in, the, in the NFL. Are you are you excited for the Ray Donovan movie? Yeah, I watched a little Ray last night. It was on. Uh, when it's been is on it, all is week? It, is it Friday? Is it tomorrow? To, yep. Oh yeah, nine o'clock. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I am. I can't wait for Ray Donovan. I I was watching the show and it was the first episode, first season last night, and I'm just thinking like this show has gone through so many twists and turns. It's just one of those shows where they just amp up the drama to kind of keep you interested in it. Mm-hmm. But, like if you were to if you were to draw a line from the start to where it ended. Like, there's none of this makes any sense. Like, why would these people end up here? There's no real linear story that connects anything. I mean, whatever. They mentioned that Ray was abused today and once in a while he's got a, he's got a shrink now. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Alan Alda, right? Alan Alda, yeah. And uh, it's just it's, – it's, it's bizarre storyline after bizarre storyline. Like one year the kids are cutting up bodies in the backyard and shit. Like it's very odd. Yeah, it's got like a pro wrestling vibe. Like everything, there's just – everything's on the table. It, friends it, become enemies. Enemies become friends. <laughs> it beca- it's kind of – it's almost – it's a little bit tighter of like a nip-tuck. Nip Tuck was wild. Like, oh, Nip Tuck wow. was, was all over the place. But uh, that's a fair it, comparison, I guess, because Nip Tuck was very out there. I mean, to be a tighter Nip Tuck, 
when the tuck was like bizarre and strange, like, I tune out in tuck in seasons at times because um, it just got was so far out there. Like the first season or two seasons were really good of Nip Tuck. The first one was the um, with the with like the cartel guys. Yeah, they fed people to someone to the alligators. Right, and was the second season the serial killer? Oh man, I don't remember. Those are those. I remember two seasons the, the serial were... killer could have been season two or seven. <laughs> I feel like those. I think those. I think those are the first two seasons, and I feel like they're both really good. And then it just went off the rails. And now Ray goes. Yeah, off I mean the, the fact that the serial killer is one of your more modest seasons says all you need to know about Nip Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that show was just ridiculous. It was, yeah. And Ray goes off the rails at some points, but it's, uh, it, it's. I mean, it's it's a little more based in reality than Nip Talk ever was. Um, but even still, it's it, like it's a guilty yeah. pleasure show to me. It, it's yeah, like, very hard to describe Ray Donovan to anybody who doesn't watch Ray Donovan. It's almost impossible. Yeah, because he's a fixer who doesn't fix things. He always he, well, he up. does. He fixes his own messes. He keeps <laughs> himself in business somehow. That's true. Like I was just watching one before about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. It was the one with James Woods. Uh, first season too, yeah. Or he's white first Bulger. season, yeah, yeah. He plays Sully, yeah, the white holds yeah. a ripoff, yeah. And they they he tries to pay James Woods to whack his father, mm-hmm. and that right. falls through. Like James Woods ends up siding with John Voight, and they end up going to kill the guy who's really responsible for the chick's death, right? And what chick? what happened? <laughs> The sister? Yeah, some, some, no, nah, it wasn't the sister. It was like uh, Sully, James Woods' girlfriend, plus Ray Donovan's girlfriend. They were both seeing her. And I was just, I was just finding this stuff out for the first time, too. But uh, long story short, Ray gives the money to, like, James Woods' guy. Yeah. And, like, the money's gone. And he calls up. And, like, Ezra yeah. calls him up and is like, where's the money? Ray's like, it's gone. He's like, but I'll fix it. It's like he's fixing his own mess. <laughs> this is his own doing. You're the one who you gave money to a, to a guy who obviously didn't get the job done. But, sh- but shouldn't a fixer not get his – shouldn't a fixer's, like, number one quality be not getting into his own fucking messes? But no, he's, he's a terrible – he's terrible at fixing <laughs> other people. People shit. He's just he's constantly just digging himself a bigger hole. Yep. And he's gotta fix and he's gotta fix that. He was a yeah, he's a gigantic con man, is what he is. He makes people pay him tons of money to do God knows what. It's like a Ponzi scheme almost. He has people yeah. he has people keep paying him. Yeah. He makes the situation worse. He's like, I'm gonna yeah. need some more money. This, this A, B, and C went wrong. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. Maybe he's just smarter than all of us. That's Ray true, Donald. yeah. He's right. That's why some if there's no mess, the fixer has to make a mess so he has something to do. That's true. So I, uh, so I, changed, I changed offices recently, and uh, Attorney Down the Hall gave me a little uh, 2000 World Series, like miniature bat, you know, that used to give away like bat day. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to keep this somewhere as a weapon. Made me think of re- Ray. It's not, it's not a real, base, you know, life-size baseball bat, but. A little billy club. 
Yeah, it made nice. me think of Ray, though. I give a bat in my car. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's your weapon of choice? Yeah, that's a... It's not, it, it makes you feel comfortable. You never know. Yeah. Never had to use it, but you never know. It is pretty intimidating. I mean, if the other guy's a gun, it's not going to be that intimidating. But if the other guy doesn't have a gun, and you see someone with a baseball bat. You look like a lunatic, though. You better hope that guy doesn't have a gun. Because you come with a baseball bat, and that guy has a gun, you're going down. Right. That guy has a gun for people who have baseball bats. Yeah. Yeah. For people who make him feel threatened. Yeah. That's a gamble right there. It is. That's a gamble. (laughs) Yes, it is. Quite the gamble. (laughs) (laughs) I am looking forward to seeing the New Haven train station in – Oh, that's the right. Movie. That's right. I forgot about that. Because I think that's – I saw the uh, – not the trailer, but whatever's on Showtime. And there are some scenes you could uh Is it Voight, Voight's there? I know Ray's there. I don't know about Voight. Oh, okay. All right. I thought I, thought we had, I, thought I remember when they were in town. I thought it was Voight that was in town. He, yeah, I think he was too. I think All he right. was too. But just the scenes that I saw – um, yeah, he's like getting run over with a car in the trailer or something. Cool. And I remember when it was actually filming, I, I saw on Twitter he was Ray was getting hit with a bat walking oh, out yeah. of the door. So you know, typical Taste of his Ray own medicine stuff. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, yeah, I forgot it was. I forgot. I knew it was in January. I forgot it was uh, already here. So yeah, I guess I get. I was debating going back and watching some of the season. That just happened, but I, I don't. I probably won't do that. It's really tough watching that show because, like I said, it's so convoluted. The stories that like they'll reference something in a new episode. Not there's any more episodes, but they'll, they'll probably reference something in the movie tomorrow, and you'll be like, "Ah, this sounds kind of familiar," but I don't quite remember it. And like maybe I don't know. Do you like look it up? You're not gonna go. Like, I'm not gonna go back and watch for it. I'll do a Google. You just Google it mid-show, or you wait till afterwards. Uh, I could do mid-show. It's, I mean, it's right down. It's not a big deal. You know, the Google a character. I was doing it just now when I was watching it. I was like, "Who the fuck is Colleen?" <laughs> Colleen's the sister, right? No, Bridget is the <laughs> sister. No, Ray's sister. Ray's sister is Bridget, and oh, so right. he also named his daughter Bridget. Right, 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 right. It's already yeah. confusing. Hopefully, I'm hoping there's no. Uh, what's the son's name? Colin. Connor. 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 Colin. Yeah. Connor. Same fucking thing. Yeah. I hope. I hope he's not in the movie. I don't oh, like yeah, that they, kid. They took him way too long to send him off to uh, military school. Ah, oh, way too long. That's yeah. like yeah, far too long. It's like when you're uh, you got to like cut your ties with a quarterback or something. Yeah. That was that was Connor. Like, all right, we gotta had to go. It was like in Sopranos when they had to get rid of uh, Robert Loggia because he was getting too old, couldn't remember his lines. Exactly. Like, no, I just sent him back to prison. Let's <laughs> gotta get rid of him. Cut your ties. But yeah, Robert Loggia obviously more reputable. Con- Connor never get another job again. No, no. It's crazy. Um, like, not he's terrible. Like the kid actors. He's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like AJ Soprano, people hate AJ. Like he's not as bad as people make him out to be, but he wasn't great. Uh, uh, well, 
the thing about AJ is it, his his job was to kind of be a shithead and kind yeah, of be no, insufferable. That, yeah, the character had a lot of that in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still wasn't great. Well, he's never he's never had another job. He's never acted anything else. But I don't think he wants to either. So it's not let's not put it all on his talent. Part of that being typecast though, because you know Jamie Lynn Sigler hasn't worked either. Really, she was on Entourage. Playing, playing herself. <laughs> Giving hand jobs to turtle. <laughs> well, she was there. She was <laughs> working. That was ten years ago. This point. yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the real answer is they don't really have to work. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, like the Bobbies and Mad Men, they like dozens of Bobbies. Yeah, it's. Uh, but the daughter was really good. She Sally up, Draper. She ended up being great. Like, you know, when she, yes. when she was a kid, like, you don't know. But then she, as she got old, towards the end of the series, she was phenomenal. Well, that's the same thing with Ray Donovan. I think the daughter is good. That's why they keep her around and give her some story. Yeah, she was pretty good. Not her boyfriend, though. Boyfriend sucked. Yeah, I forget to deal with him. What he was got, his name? He got killed, right? Did he? No, he didn't. Well, didn't he die in the street in the last episode? Oh, say this maybe we have to go back and watch, see what happened. He did get shot. Is he with Mickey? Maybe. And Mickey took off. Mickey just left him. It'd be great. Yeah. Didn't he try and wear a wire in front of Ray? I don't remember that. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So, what are what are your like predictions? Like the, the good thing with a good with the series, you you have to like keep the series moving, set it up for next season. Here, all right. Let's just go right down the line. Does Ray okay. survive? Does Ray survive? I, I say yes. Does Mickey survive? Mickey's a tough one. Um, I, I wonder if they like, kind of try and leave it open ended for something else. I think this is it. My, I'm I'm walking in thinking this is it. Mickey, I'll say no. I mean, one of I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole show has been centered around Ray wanting to kill his father or at least see him dead. Yeah, one way or another. I would say Mickey has to go. Uh, Bunchy. Bunchy should go. He's Bunchy's way too dumb to have survived this long. <laughs> you know, like the fact that he's still alive is a miracle. Uh, I'm gonna say no to Bunchy. What about the other? What's the other brother's name? Terry. Ah, uh, he's probably most likely to go. He's got Parkinson's and shit. Shit. Do, do I'm gonna really predict it. You think everybody about Ray survives? I mean, Ray survived. Yeah, they're both the dozen. Michael Corleone route. Like, he's mm. going to die alone. All right. Okay. Oh, he's got another girlfriend. Uh, who cares about her? The daughter's going to yeah. leave, I'm assuming. Daughter, yeah, you can't kill the daughter. That'd be dark. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you know, the daughter, it's like the daughter's like the redeeming quality, right? Like, she's not going to have any problems. Like, she's not going to, she's not going to revert to be like, Bridget, the sister, she's, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to be the good thing that comes out of Ray. 
could it could she you don't think life a crime for her she did help Michael, Michael Cor- body Michael Corleone route she did help yeah. pick up a body yeah yeah I think that's that's all the main characters right I think they got everybody yeah other oh, well what about the other brother um oh Daryl Daryl yeah I think Daryl makes it is he was did he survive the last season? He had some problems the last season. Yeah. Daryl's another one who's not very bright. I remember always him. always following Mickey around. All I remember him is in a hotel room towards the end, like a strip mall, like a, not a strip mall, like a a Connell Lodge type hotel <laughs> towards the end. I don't remember anything, why he was there or what happened. Uh, I have no idea. So we're not even sure if Daryl survived the last season. I think he did. I don't think he died. You think he'd remember that, right? Is is uh, Stephen Bauer completely off the show? Uh, that was open-ended. He's written off? That was open-ended. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's disappeared. They just sent him away, right? They never really yeah. said if he was alive or dead. I hope he comes back. I hope he shows up for the movie, man. Be great. Yeah. That'd be incredible if he came back. Yeah, I got I nice think to- moving the moving the show from LA to New York was big. It was a nice little change of pace. Yeah. They they, they did that in Nip Tuck too. They moved from Florida to LA. <laughs> My home from Miami yeah. to Los Angeles. I mean, there are some parallels. There's definitely some parallels. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Can't wait for it. You ever just um, you ever talk to somebody and realize they were not paying attention to a word you were saying? Uh, I mean, some sometimes when we're doing this show. Well, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why you set me up like that? <laughs> uh, no, like just face to face. Wait, talking about me or talking about the audience? Nobody tuning in. No, I'm usually talking about me tuning out. I, I'm I'm very I'm like the king of not paying attention sometimes when people are talking. I, I I almost look at it as a challenge, as like how much can I tune out and then jump back in and act like I was listening. You kids and your Game Boys fucking attention spans. I was talking. Sometimes I'm just staring at the space. Fair, fair enough. I was to, I was talking to a guy at work the other day. And uh, it was like COVID talk. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, like, I don't, this, this is not to like small talk COVID, but it's what we were talking about. And I was just saying that, like, we're at a weird point here because you have half the people who are, don't want to get vaccinated anyway. They're just going, they're, they've been going about their lives. They're, they're not trying, they're not like, whatever. They're, you want to call them COVID deniers or COVID deniers, but they're just going about their lives anyway. You have the other half people who are vaccinated, boosted, and are just sick and tired of all this shit. They're like, I got, I'm vaccinated. I'm going about my life, doing my own thing. So you have all these people that are just going to be doing their own thing. You know, like people are going about their lives now. And he just, he came back and he started talking about the two sides, always disagreeing, never understanding each other, never getting along. I was like, it has nothing to do with what I just said. And I just like, and I was like, yeah, but they kind of agree in this thing. Like this in this part, they're both kind of doing the same thing now. And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, me. And I was like, Ah, you weren't paying attention to what I was saying. 
Oh, so what he what he I know exactly what he did. He did the thing where he already had queued up what he wanted to say. It doesn't mean he wasn't listening to you. Right. right. It just means that he had his like two or three points holstered and that's all he had in his ammo. And he was firing it no matter where you went with your point. It's classic. It's textbook. Gotcha. Early on, he said, I'm doing this. Let me finish. Can't audible at the line of scrimmage. Right, right, right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I feel. I, I mean, feel, he still might not have been paying attention. I don't know. Right. He might have queued it up, and then his mind might have wandered. So I know I'm going to say when he this moron stops fucking talking. Let me. Right. Stop. He thought mm-hmm. you were going in a different direction, and then when you were talking about, oh, people are actually in the same page here. He was like, uh, well, I already have what I wanted to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> On the same page, it's on the same page with different books. Yeah, no, that is true though. Like people, I think everyone's kind of just going about their business at this point. Whether they're a, a, a truther—is that what you want to call these people? A truther or a uh, uh, booster? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you have all everybody just fed up, and they've come to the whatever. We're not small talking it. We're not doing that now. It's it's super wild on the weekend. We're not doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, All right. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that it's a known practice. <laughs> I'll be I'll be watching out for it. Yeah. I. Oh, never mind. I won't. So I won't small talk because I had some st- statistics thrown at me from a meeting my wife was in with some higher ups. Oh no, this is official business. It's not small talk. This is official. This is <laughs> breaking news. Then. This might rub, this might rub the, the truthers the wrong way. All right, you could, the, you could. The, the people that are in the hospital right now, first of all, in the Yale system, they're at the same number they were at for the first wave, but wow. comes with a disclaimer, not as many of these people are in the intensive care unit. So it's not as okay. sick of people. So, okay. Um, how sick are how, how sick are you then if you're going to the hospital for this, but not like an intensive care? Like why are you going to the hospital? Like, is this older people? Is it just people at risk? Is that why they're going to the hospital? Well, see, this is the this is where the numbers get cooked a little bit. This is where like the truthers have their day. You you break your leg, right? Yeah. Go to the hospital. They got to swab you. They got to test you. Yeah. It comes back positive. You're a COVID patient even though you broke your leg. So the numbers get inflated a little bit. They cook in the books a little. How many people do that though? I don't know. It could be anything though. You could be there for anything. I mean, if I, if I, I, my skin's crawling, thinking about the hospital. If I walk into a hospital, I know I'm getting COVID. I don't care what I'm there for. I could be in the fucking gift shop. (laughs) Like it's just, just just stopping by the hospital to get a scarf for somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is where I was going with that. Stay on track. So the yeah. numbers like of people, it's like over 400 people in the whole Yale system. All right. uh, 80% not vaccinated, 15% vaccinated, no booster, 5% vaccinated with a booster. I'm just, was, I'm just feeding stats. Those are just stats. What was the number without a booster? 15 Wow. Okay. Percent. Yeah. But you, I don't know. So I, zoned out, I, zoned out right, I zoned out right there. Yeah. I mean, it happens. <laughs> it's a long show. A lot of, a lot of numbers. 
Uh, were you saying that's all? People could do people could do what they want with those numbers. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm almost certain I had it at some point. Even though I tested negative, that makes that makes yeah. Sense. But as long as you never tested positive or had symptoms, then you're still pitching a perfect game in my mind. Oh shit! That's what's talked. How you gonna say it to me before Wild Card Weekend, man? Ah, you're good. You're good. Thanks. Come on, positive, positive thinking. Oh, I'm I'm positive. Um, no, I'm thinking positive. No, I'm not positive. I'm thinking positively. Let's not get the positives confused here. That's the thing that would make me most mad if I got is like, fuck, like I had a good fucking run. <laughs> you know, I was up here on my high horse looking down on everyone who's had it. Now I'm one of these fucking assholes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fucking egg, egg noodles and ketchup, just like the rest of them. <laughs> <It's> the <show. laughs> mm. All right. Well, you ready to start, you ready to talk football? Now that we got COVID? Starts oh, on but, by the way, yeah. One more thing, I have to say this to work it in. Yeah. Big week for potheads. Did you see this story that cannabis can prevent serious COVID nineteen infection? <laughs> Jumped out of his chair. <laughs> yes, cannabis of all of all things, the nice sticky icky is fighting <laughs> off infection. <laughs> I was, had to take a quick bull hit. <laughs> I was that for the magic of radio right there? Yeah. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yep. Oh yeah. All I did it was like I think it was posted from uh, NBC. Definitely wow. not Fox. No. NBC posted it, um, and I did not click. I, that's all I needed to see. We're treating that as fact. All I need is the headline, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> Look at you. You are the um, you're the Dr. Fauci of Sunday Four. Right. Or the whatever, the guy that went on Rogan. Well, I have better news than Fauci. Fa- Fauci tell That's you to true. stay inside for fucking like two years. Yeah. I get yeah. See, I can't believe it's already been fucking two years. It's crazy. Twenty two months. That's unbelievable. Rudy Gobert's had it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Durant's had it like five times. Yeah, well, any excuse to you know get a night off. Yeah, uh, and somehow the NFL just keeps marching along. It has not missed a beat. Haven't has it? <laughs> haven't haven't missed a game. In fact, they added games. So, yeah, a couple Tuesday night games. That's about the only casualty of COVID. You would never even know that anything is different in the NFL. I know it's unbelievable. <laughs> NBA cut down a couple seasons. There's a bubble. NHL's missing games and shit. Uh, college basketball. There's, I just found out UConn's postponed Saturday. Like it's just yeah. But the NFL. No, let's play nothing. seven. Let's play. Let's play seventeen and add a week in the playoffs. Or <laughs> add an extra game in the playoffs. Right. Oh, unbelievable. So yeah, I. Uh, I'm excited, man. We start Saturday afternoon. Two games Saturday. Three games Sunday. One game Monday. I have one quick thing about the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Not, and, it's, and it's a little bit of off the field. Uh-oh. This may turn into a tangent. I'm ready. I'm listening. And this is, this is Flores related, but it, it works into like all different, uh, you know, works in all different, you know, all different sports and coaches and whatnot. Okay. 
when did it become the number one requirement for you to be like a great communicator with players? Like the number one, the number one job above X's and O's above wins and losses is you have to be this great communicator and know how to talk to players. To me, it's the biggest crock of shit I have ever heard. Like, what are we doing? He doesn't know how to talk to people. This isn't fucking high school. This isn't college. You're playing professional sports at the highest level, making millions of dollars. Jobs are on the line. There's championships on the line. The stakes are high. And we're talking about how you need to know how to communicate. It's fucking nauseating when I hear that shit. Is that what they said about Flores? You couldn't communicate with the players? Or is it like a, we couldn't communicate with the front office? Like, what, what was it exactly? Cause, well, that's the thing. Like, when you hear these things, I always think it's propaganda being yeah. leaked by the front office through yeah. the media. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, no, I believe that he was definitely rough, rough around the edges. But, I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's – like, David Wells to this day hates Tory. You know what I mean? I think you're going to always find a, a handful of guys, even if it's one or two, that just don't like the coach. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah. But it just seems like in all of sports, like we, we've talked about it with the Yankees ad nauseum. Like, what are we doing? What are, why are we – like, you're focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. You're focusing on – you want a guy to, there to be a babysitter and to have re- relationship, good relationships and good social skills. The yeah. fuck are we doing? It, the, yeah, the problem is you got these like lifers in the front office, and they are trying to like maintain this this unsustainable level of I don't know, kumbaya. Like, it's, like you, you, these players have short shelf lives. These coaches have short leashes. Like you have, get, you have to get the most out of these players in a short amount of time. And you better have the right guy in there to do it and get those wins and losses. And he's always have time to kiss everybody's fucking ass. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about like, oh, did I, did I say the wrong thing to that guy? These coaches work like insane <laughs> amount of hours. And you, got, you, want, you want your coach to be worried about whether he talked the right way to somebody? Like, okay, if he's abusive, that's one thing, right? Like, if, like we, right. We, we've come to a place in society where you're not going to get like, uh, I don't know, like, you could probably, like, you're not going to get like a Bobby Knight Again, like that may be a little bit too much over. The no, time. there's a reason Paterno got ousted. You know, like there's, there are special circumstances where coaches have to go. Well, Paterno's, Paterno's a whole other story. Very special. Right. But I mean, yeah. you know, that's what it takes. Like that's where it's like, all right, the guy won a lot of games, but it's time. Oh, like, like, who, like, um, like Buddy Ryan. I get, you know, probably get like a Buddy Ryan type anymore. That guy was kind of abusive to players if I, if I remember. Well, he also like was a big bounty guy too, right? Oh, is that right? Is that right? I think that's what it, he was known for. Um, so you're not going to get players. Any- fucking loved them. <laughs> Great communicator. Players loved. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right. Okay. So maybe maybe Buddy Ryan's not a good example, but like Bobby Knight, I think is because he he was he he was. It's one thing to be hard on players, but he was borderline abusive of his players. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he was abusive, but he's borderline. What about like a Parcells? I mean. I mean, he was tough on his players, and he, expect, he expected the most out of them. Like, and, and he, as he should, again, those, these guys have short shelf lives. They should be out there. I mean, I guess people are worried about contracts. People are worried about this and that. 
outside of football. Um, but I mean, he should be hard on them because they have such a short time to, to be excellent. And if they, and if they don't use that time wisely, he's going to look bad and they're, they're going to be on the street anyway. Yeah. And the more you think about it with the parcels, he was tough to deal with. And there's probably a reason he was on, he coached four different teams. Cause I think he always ruffled feathers wherever yeah. he went and kind of, um, yeah, but you so but, maybe it's been going on longer than we think. I just uh, right, but like once you wear it, you're welcome. That's that's one. I guess it's one thing, but that's. Uh, I mean, you have to also. I mean, success. You know, with Parcells, I feel like when he left his teams, it wasn't like they. It wasn't like they had unfinished business. It was like that was it. They didn't have. There was nothing left in the tank for that for those teams. They had run their course. Uh, maybe the yeah. maybe the jet uh Patriots he left after they lost the Super Bowl. I mean I don't know. He, he, I don't know how it let out like the fan base left off with Parcells yeah. and yeah, at the probably, time. It was a little bit of a different time, no internet or anything. Yeah, probably not experts on the, on that time. But uh yeah, may, uh, yeah, I guess as well, I guess that's one way to look at it and understand things. Like at some point it doesn't become worth it to keep the relationship going. Um, but you're, but you're right though. That shouldn't be like why somebody gets fired. Like it should, it should just be, look, this is as much success as we're going to get with this guy. We need to move on. That's really what it should be. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh yeah. It should all be results based. Like when did, yeah. when did on field results become meaningless? I mean, you gotta be a real dickhead to get fired. From yeah. That, but, yeah, no, I, it I, drives I, me nuts when I see that about him. Like, oh, he doesn't know how to talk to people, and then you see, you know, uh, like five different players on Twitter, like sticking up for him. It's like, well, yeah. was it? Was this like one or two guys? It's like, it's like with with when Girardi got fired, you know, what? Um, and D, like Didi went and played for him as soon as he was a free yeah. agent. It's like, well, I guess Didi had no problem playing for Girardi. Like, I don't. I I, yeah. I always think like Sanchez you know, is it the pl- one thirty since then? Right. Like, is it the players who have too much power? Because right. they would have you think they would have you think that it's the players. Oh, he didn't communicate with players. Players are are complaining to management. So, is it the players who have too much power, or is it the the organization, the general manager, and the owner who have too much power to just make up stories through the media? Yeah, it's going to be the. You know, to me, it's the front office. I'm gonna say right. Does it matter? Like, if he if he bumps heads with some of his players, to me that's not a big deal. Like, it shouldn't be. He doesn't communicate well with the players. If they're winning, that's all that fucking matters. Like, if, the, if he rubs some players the wrong way, if he rubs a couple players the wrong way, but this player goes out and gets two and a half sacks, or he gets a pick, or the guy throws four touchdowns, who cares if the if he gets rubbed the wrong way? He's getting the most out of his guy. Yeah. I mean, you 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 get. You get results differently from different people, and that's and that's what works. That's great. Now, like Coughlin, when he came to the Giants, was hard on his players, and he had to kind of soften up a bit, and it worked. And he got more out of his players by softening up a little bit. Was he still tough on them? A uh, little bit. I mean, they they still had like a lot of fucking ton of penalties a lot of times, but still, <laughs> it's not yeah. as fun as you would think a Tom Coughlin team would be. But I mean, he he adapted. Because he wasn't getting the results from the team, it wasn't, you know, he he he, he kept parts of himself that he uh, uh, that he that he thought he needed, and he adapted other parts of himself to to 
to, to change to you know, get the most out of his players, which he did. Yeah, I mean, the extreme example would be Brady and Belichick, who seem to really hate each other towards the end. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, they made it work, and Kraft wasn't like, oh, I got to fire Belichick, or I mean, eventually they got rid of Brady, but it, he was 43 years old when they did. Yeah. So it wasn't like – so there are examples where, like, you got to just kind of let things play out if the results are there. Yeah, absolutely. It's better than letting them play out when the results aren't there. I mean, like, well, this guy really talks well. He really communicates well with the players. But uh, let's see if we can get us above 500 it, next year. It's like these organizations want – they just want a yes man. Yeah. But like, does, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. To me, it's results. I, it seems like – for the Dolphins specifically, it seems odd because you have this younger – team up and coming team he's been a, he's been integral in getting the getting that team kind of on the right path for the past couple of years had a tough start now the you know the beginning of the season was ugly this year for the dolphins but the rebound had to be in the playoff picture at the end uh up until the second to second to last week yeah second to last week um was was is impressive now would you would you like to actually have won a couple of those games early on so you can actually be in the race and not have to be living by the skin of your nuts? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but the fact he was able to do that, to, I mean, he's really, he really must be really bad at talking to people. <laughs> to, to not be like, yeah, that was an amazing job. You know, we, we see what you're doing. Um, come back next year. We'll have a little we'll, – we'll start stronger. And, you know, we'll, we'll be in it. For the whole season, it won't be this crazy comeback. Like we 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 believe in you as as a coach, you you get results. Um, that's what I would think it would be, but you know, for whatever reason, he's the hottest free agent on the market. As far as coaching. yeah, I don't know. If I had to guess, what happened is he probably bumped heads with a few guys, and they kind of turned that into a big story. Where I'm not sure if it really was. Yeah, yeah. It's football, man. It's, there's no, I mean, there's no way every player loves Belichick. That's played like, there's no way that they say, "Ah, oh, this fucking guy." Yeah. You know, they know he's great, but they probably, they probably like, "Ah, he's a fucking asshole." Yeah. You know, he's like a fucking robot. Come, comes, comes over. You know what I mean? They, they, there's probably people who can't stand. I mean, Brady may have been one of them those last few years, but he's yeah. just you, you go out there and play. I don't know. But it's it's all of, it's all of sports. Like you see it with like the Nets, it's like they bring in like Steve Nash to be their coach. It's like they just uh, these organizations. I don't want. We're going. We're going to a place where I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> Coaching doesn't matter, and players run. And I don't know who to blame. Do you blame the players or do you blame these front offices? I, I have no idea. Um. Well, yeah, it's the front offices. Because they're allowing the players to have like the like yeah you don't want a guy going in there that is complete asshole. But at the same time, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes, right? If it, like Phil Jackson is different than Parcells, is different than Vince Lombardi, is different than Joe Torre, right? All those guys are different personalities. Exactly, so. every guy's different. Like Torre was a guy who you could actually like envision 
coaching nowadays because he's very soft-spoken players manager yeah. he was you know his greatest strength was kind of relationships and yeah like realizing he was coaching human beings but that worked for him on a team with almost no egos <laughs> right right and that's and that's and that's joe and that's joe Torre. he was very successful billy martin complete 180 psychopath also had success so like it kind of it's like whatever works for you it's just because joe Torre does things one way doesn't mean everyone has to manage like that. Just because Billy Martin's a psycho doesn't mean everyone needs to be a psycho. Mm-hmm. Which brings back to my original point: it should be results based. That's so, just that's just me. That's just that's the scary part of all that is that we're we're getting to a place, and we're kind of already there. A place with almost no personalities. A place with almost no originality. A place with a lot of just white bread. Vanilla, uh, you know, just color by numbers, paint by numbers, uh, just, you know, staff fulfillment, basically. You know, yeah. just looking for a guy that is company man, you know, uh, toes the lines, talks like, uh, talks like a robot to the media and not in a, not in a Belichick way, talks a robot like the media, you know, like Joe Judge was doing. Now, I don't want to talk yeah. to the Giants at all, but he's, I mean, that was, he's like, oh, we're on the right path. You don't see it, this and that. He's just kind of, I didn't save his job, but uh, that's what he was doing. It's kind of placating and saying all these cliches that, and that's, that's the worst part about it. It's like, it's just, to, to me, like, you got to have a couple personalities in there. We need something, we need something, a little juice so it's not as boring. Like, uh, it's just, I don't want these dull guys coming in there with no person. I want different people coaching teams. I want coaches that have personalities. Like that's why I love that's why I love college basketball because you have a lot of personalities yes. in the coaching ranks. Like those guys, the coaches are the, the coaches are the stars in college yeah. basketball because there's so much turnover. Yeah, yeah, you're still able. They still actually have. Well, I mean, if you dig about it, they're the coach and the GM because they're recruiting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, it's a lot different than the uh, head coach at the professional level, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball, where it feels like they're almost just like a small piece of what goes on. I, just, I can't picture like why a guy like Adam Gase gets a, a couple of shots in a league. And, and like that guy, that, that guy was just, was bugging out from the get go in New York. Yeah. And like that's the guy that you like. You're not gonna take a chance with the guy who's a little rough around the edges, but you're gonna take a chance with that guy. Like, what did he say in the interview? Like that. That feel like it feels like if he just like yesed you to death. The interview. That's why he got the. That's why he got the gig. And like, you don't want a guy that's just gonna be like, uh huh, yeah, mm, I agree with that. That's a great idea, Skip. You don't want that guy. Give me a guy that comes yeah. in with with a little bit of juice and he's got his own ideas, he's got his own thoughts on some shit. That's the guys. Those are the guys that went in there. Right, right, right. Someone who's going to go in there and kind of just be a little – just give you something you haven't heard before. Like, you're interviewing how many guys for these jobs, you know, five, six, seven, however many. You, want, you don't want everybody going in there saying the same bullshit, saying the no. same yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you want something a little different. Yeah, give me some life, man. And that was a terrifying part. We touched on a brief the other day about uh, uh, Gettleman's replacement possibly being – uh, the assistant GM. I'm like, that's just more of the same shit. Get get me somebody from the outside. Get some new blood in there. Like, I don't know. You know, I, I don't need a GM that's like this uh, flamboyant guy. But 
get, get just get some new blood in there, some his own ideas. I don't need the guy that's been following in the GM's footsteps who made this fucking mess, and it's him kind of staying the course. Get me a guy with his own personality, with his own ideas, with some more juice, with his own fire. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I don't want more of the same. And that's why when there's coaching changes, you're always looking for um, – like you're kind of always looking for somebody who's the opposite of the guy you had before, right? You very rarely – That's how it always works. Yeah, yeah that's how very, it always works. You very rarely get um, – I'm sure like maybe like uh, – and this is a rare franchise, but maybe you could say like Coward of Tomlin. Like that's very similar guys. Um. um yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what you would call. Would you call Tomlin like a a players players guy? He's yeah. I feel like he's a players rah rah guy almost. He's almost like yeah. He, he has, he has like the player. ability. He has the ability to kind of like like with the thing with um was it Schuster this year? Schuster wanted to play some music. Oh, he went, sorry, he went at him in the and he went at him in the press. We're talking about Tom, like your job. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, it's like your job is to play wide receiver, not play DJ. So he has the ability, like, to he's not going to go up there like a stooge, like Boone would, and be like, "Well, you know, like he'll go back at somebody if he has to let him know he's the head coach." I forget what it was. He wanted to play some sort of music at practice, and Tom would like shut it down right in the media. Like yeah. your job is to play wide receiver. Boone would be not like DJ. Whoa. Boom! Be like, whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on a second. First, first, uh, first, my my son uh, Aaron Hicks has to have a turn on the radio, and then and then DJ LeMayu gets to pick uh, the next song, and then you could have a turn on the radio. Okay, we're taking turns here. Get in line. No whining. Wait your turn. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I don't even think he'd be that forceful. Yeah, no, I was like, I got a little more. I got a little too much into it. <laughs> a little more forceful, I should be. Well, we're just trying to get everybody a turn here. Yeah, everybody, the, everybody uh, can play DJ. DJ. Be patient. Everybody can play DJ. <laughs> <laughs> we all get to play DJ. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, well, that's the way we're going in sports. So, and I don't really love it. No, that's what makes you like. Tom well, as your as your favorite team, you don't love it. Like other teams, who gives a shit. But it's it's yeah. still like kind of embarrassing. What sucks to see. Yeah, it's embarrassing. What's the Yankees? And now right. uh, both our teams, or both our football teams, will be looking for a new coach. Uh, so hopefully we don't get one of these yes men in there. But uh, oh yeah, oh I know my team's getting. Yeah, I mean it's obvious. Oh yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't fire a guy for not communicating well and then not get a yes man. You're gonna get some. Yeah, I mean you're getting a yes man. We're getting like the Bills' offensive coordinator. You're getting like uh, Leslie Frazier or some shit. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other problem is these guys will take the jobs. Just because they want the jobs and prestige and not realizing they have to give up. And maybe they do realize that they give up part of who they are um, to kind of sacrificing parts of their soul just to get into chance to win a Super Bowl. You know, it's, well, I mean, you never know. Well, it's not even that. I think it's just a chance to fucking have that title and have that job and have that prestige. Like, I don't know. Like if, if it was a chance to win a Super Bowl, like you're like, no, if you're like these old coaches, you're like, no, I can win a Super Bowl. I don't need a fucking GM who hasn't won shit. Like, you're going to tell me the Dolphins GM is going to tell a, a guy that's on the field? Like, you haven't done anything as a GM. Like, this is the reason you're hiring a new coach is because you fucked up with the last coach. 
You haven't won anything. Yeah. Like you're hiring this me. Guy. You're hiring me to do the job. You're hiring me to be the football guy. Stay in your fucking office. I'll see you at the press conference at the end of the year. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then some GMs, if they play the game the right way, they just survive head coach after head coach. That's how it works. It's amazing how far you can get in life, not just in sports. You know, you just kiss enough ass, man. Oh, yeah. That being said, kind of hope the Giants can. Uh, I wanted them two years ago. I wanted Eric B. Enemy. I don't mind if. Uh, Sleeping mind with the enemy. Wouldn't mind just for the nickname alone, yeah. Yeah, uh, wouldn't mind if they gave him a shot. I mean, Flores would be nice. I don't know. Just give me somebody that's not Joe Judge, which it will be. That's it. It's low expectations. It will be somebody who's not Joe Judge. Yeah, well, I know. Or Pat Shermer. They give me somebody you know who's not Bob Bob McAdoo either. Although Matt, you said McAdoo wanted Mahomes. <laughs> right? Is that right? Somebody said that. I thought you. Said, I thought you told me that. Mm, I don't know. I don't remember. That McAdoo said they should draft Mahomes. All those stories come out. I don't buy any of those stories. All right. Well, I might. I might not even have it right. So they always say, "Ah, these guys were at odds. This guy, he wanted this guy. I don't buy any of that." All right. Well, off the field stuff out of the way. Let's get onto the field. What do you say? Ready. That's it for off the field. Did not mean to rhyme that at all. That was all. Um. I just wanted to talk about the games and give our picks as we go rather than – Sure. All right. Game number one, the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Cincinnati Bengals on Saturday afternoon to kick off the playoffs. The Bengals I have as uh, four and a half, five. What do you have, five? I have – let's go to Odd Shark. Um, I have at five and a half. Five and a half. All right. Five and a half it is. I have five on DraftKings. I mean, I'll, I'm willing to go to five. <laughs> All right. We'll go to five. Um, that kind of tips my hand who I'm taking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the Raiders coming off a very emotional closeout to the season, exhausting closeout to the season, uh, overtime win uh, to get them to the playoffs. Cincinnati um, and, and Vegas, by the way, just an, a miserable off-the-field season but between the coach and Ruggs. I mean, that was like there was like two months where it's just that was everything that was going on in that franchise. The fact they even made the playoffs is a miracle. Uh, number one wild card team. And the number as as number talk about as, the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, the Raiders. All right, yeah. No, See, yeah, I just, just I tuned out for a second. I jumped <laughs> in, assumed you were talking about the Raiders. It's a miracle. I heard miracle during the playoffs. I assumed Raiders. Yeah, no, it's a miracle that the Raiders got there. It's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're the number one wild card team, which is, I mean, crazy. Um, and Cincinnati, who uh, up and coming team, a lot of young talent, Joe Burrow. Um, again, I look at him in the playoffs. Two, for, two, 
we mentioned the other day, this is two uh, first-timers in the playoffs, quarter behind center. Um, what are your thoughts on this game, Matt? I, uh, first off, it's crazy that one of these teams is going to be in the final eight. <laughs> okay. I mean, I just told you about the Ra- I just told you about the Raiders. Just, I mean, forget about them being in the playoffs and the first wild card team. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, Bengals, I'm not as stunned about. I mean, the tough division they had to get through, but I think they have their quarterback. Obviously, they hit a home run with Chase. Uh, you could you can kind of see that the pieces are there, so I'm not as surprised the Bengals are here. Very surprised the Raiders are. Um, at first glance, I, I don't real, real tough. I, all these games were kind of tough. Most most of them were kind of tough to uh, pick a side. Uh, I'm leaning Bengals just because I think they're the better team, and I think maybe the Raiders will be a little spent from uh, that Sunday night. Emotional win. Not quite a short week. It's Saturday, but, you know, it's a little bit of a short week. Emotional win against the Chargers. It's a tough, it's a tough game. I think, I think, right, and I think the bets are pretty split right now. I feel like more people are going to lean Raiders, but I, I don't know. I, it, it's pretty, it's, I think it's pretty 50 50 this game. It's a tough one. I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I think it's Cincinnati is playing this game. I think Vegas. I think the public will be on Vegas. I think they'll probably end up leaning more that way because they are the recent team that people have seen. They, the last we saw them, they're, they're pulling this game out of their ass in prime time. As a hell of a way to end the season, we forget very quickly how dominant Cincinnati's offense was towards the end of the season. Vegas gives up a ton of points. I just don't think they could keep up if Cincinnati's clicking. Now, here's the thing with Cincinnati. You have all this young talent like – I think we feel like we think we know Chase is the real deal, but you have like T. Higgins, you have Boyd. This is one of those games where you could see, where I could see where it's a close game, and you need, you know, whether whether it's you're going for the whether since he's going for the win or whatever, and it's tight, and like Boyd has a big drop. You know, a guy's been reliable all year. Just the, the spotlight just gets too hot for them, and you see him fuck up. Like I'm not rooting for that. But that's what you see in these playoff games, and uh, that's what that's what concerns me with Cincinnati. And Vegas just has these weird ways of pulling games out, and that's what concerns me with Vegas. Um, as as I lean Cincinnati, so I think Cincinnati just has too much firepower for Vegas to deal with. And uh, maybe it's you know back and forth a little bit early, but Cincinnati eventually pulls away. I don't think Raiders can keep up. Yeah, deciding factor with me was I haven't liked the Raiders all year. I've kind of shit on them a lot, and I've liked the Bengals, so that was just all right. Yeah. That was a deciding factor with me. I don't, I don't know. It's it seems like it could be a point too high, but I, Bengals. I'm comfortable taking the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. The, Uncomfortably Raiders, comfortable with if the, the Raiders. If the Raiders don't get a goal, like it's like what's their offense? Like you need Jacobs to put up. A buck fifty? Like, what do you? What do you need? Maybe Waller from? comes back. He hasn't played forever, but Waller comes back and goes nuts. Yeah, you need I don't, a big, like, I don't big know. Waller game. You need a big Waller game for sure. We Hunter Renfro. Like, I got like, I just, I just don't. Yeah, I, I mean, you, if you're sitting there with money on the Raiders in the third quarter, and Derek Carr is 
you know, doing his thing where he's just not playing well. I, I kind of like Derek Carr, but, you know, Derek Carr on the road in a playoff game. And I also think the Bengals are due, man. They had, it was the last playoff game they won. It was like Boomer. I mean, they lost all those playoff games with Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. They lost the, uh, the Carson Palmer game where – what was the dude's name for the Steelers that rolled up on his ankle towards ACL? Keevan Von Olhoffen or whatever. That was, I mean, Carson, but they had the next best quarter, the next best thing in Carson Palmer. And it was, you know, the Steelers took it away from him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, it just feels like the Bengals are just, dude, well, maybe they don't cover, but I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm pulling for the Bengals in this game. They're just two men. They're, I think it was 1990, the last time they won a playoff game. It's crazy. It's, it's a, that's, you know, let's go. Big things coming for Cincinnati, the state of Ohio coming. Yeah, I'll get the exact. We'll move on to the next game, but I'll, I'll get the exact date they won their last game, playoff the, game. And, I, and I've heard this about Carr. I think it's probably from Simmons. I've heard, from, I've heard about Carr all season. Like he's the best at getting pass interference calls. It is not a good thing to be the – I mean, it's whatever. It's Joe different. Flacco was really good at that. Well, all right. Well, there you go. There's one he, guy he throws a very out. nice deep ball, Joe Flacco. But, I mean, that's, that, that shouldn't be – I shouldn't get excited for him starting for my team in the playoffs because he's good at that. No, you might – I mean, there's a good possibility you regret – you know, you're looking up and you regret that you have Derek Carr – yeah, on the road in a playoff game. It's a, it's a very, it's a, <laughs> it's, that's easy. Yeah. Or you regret because you have the bangle. I mean, it's 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 a tough game. It's not easy. It's just it's a life of regret. Is what it is. Yes. Um, Saturday night. I can't wait for this game. This is gonna be a fun one on Saturday night. That is, I, I don't work for NBC or whoever's airing it, but I think it's 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 gonna be like a, it's gonna be zero degrees in Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's favored by four. These two teams meeting in the rubber match for the season. Um, we all want New England to go home, just get it out of the way, just finish it off. Um, Buffalo looking to kind of get over the hump that they've been trying to get over for three years or so now. Um, it's going to be a raucous crowd in sub-zero weather. It's going to be awesome. People are going to be flying through table shirtless. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and at least I don't know what's the over under on uh, frostbite scenarios uh, in Orchard Park on Saturday. It's gonna. Be, I mean, I'm looking at the weather now. It's easily the coldest day. I mean, the high is gonna, the high is 11 on Saturday. Nice nine mile an hour winds. Eight, eight o'clock game, so it's, it's gonna be nowhere near the high. <laughs> No, I'm looking right now. It's gonna be seven degrees at ten o'clock. Eight, like it's gonna be eight, seven to eight degrees at kickoff. Uh, I, so I like that. There's gonna be one degree at kickoff. All right, oh, right. it's gonna be. They're gonna have the stupid stats where feels like negative ten. Yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah, football weather. Uh, class, you know, it's it's one of those, you know, you got you you love the weather games. Did you hear Kurt Warner when he was on with the PMT guys? No, talk about how he hates um, how, how he doesn't like weather games. Kurt, why are you complaining, man? You're in a grocery store. You should like any fucking game, Kurt. <laughs> okay, Kurt, you're not in the fucking you're not in the you're not in the fucking produce section spraying down the tomatoes. 
Yeah, you know where there's perfect weather conditions? Aisle 8. You go back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy fucking complain about going to the freezer to put away the milk. Like, oh, I hate going. I hate, I hate the weather games where I put the milk away. Wish you could <laughs> stay out on the floor all day or it's temperature-controlled 72 degrees. Yeah. Come on, um, yeah, as oh, as a fan, as I mean, as a fan, you love it. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's obviously the rubber match. I picked both of the, I picked both of these games throughout during the season on the show and I got them wrong both times. Nice. I had I had Buffalo, I had the home team in both games. Okay. Um, so this is my I guess not rubber match, but try and just get on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to take New England getting the points. Okay. Uh, um, I, I, the weather is a factor. Maybe it's just because of that first game that we watched. Yep. Um, it's not going to be – the Bills are a weird team in a sense where they're not really built for that kind of weather. They're not built for the cold. It seems criminal to have that team. You know, maybe if things do end this week or they lose to the Chiefs the following week, maybe they, they put an emphasis on taking, you know, the best available running back in the draft try and figure Flip out how to run the ball. Yeah, man, I, who knows? I, there's something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it does seem uh, negligent not to be able to run the ball when you play up in Buffalo. Best, uh, and, I don't know, maybe like the – go ahead. I was the best runner is Allen. Right, exactly. They have to figure out – like he's not going to be doing that into his 30s if he's going to be your quarterback the next, you know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and part of it was like Belichick and just – Maybe I'm, I'm overrating Belichick. You know, maybe I'm stupid for taking uh, a rookie quarterback on the road. Same way I said, you know, you look up at Derek Carr, you have Derek Carr you know, on the road in a playoff game. Do you really want to look up being down 10 points with Mac Jones in a playoff game? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that the Patriots are going to ugly this game up. I think they're going to take whatever went wrong in that game in New England where Buffalo played great. And I think they, they were, did. they'll they- tighten up. They were in that I'm game. Not, they were in that game more than the final. They score. were, yeah. They were, um, and I'm also going to try and thread the needle here because I'm not picking the outright upset. Although I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if the mm-hmm. the Pats won. I just think if the Bills do win, I think it's a close three point game. Something about the Bills. I, I watched them a lot those final four weeks of the season. The New England game, they were great in Foxborough. But those other three games, I watched a lot of that Atlanta game. I watched some of that Jet game. They still seem like a little off the Bills. They're just maybe I overrated them coming into the season. I expected them to be the one seed. I expected them to be like thirteen and four, fourteen and three. I expected them to be kind of what the Chiefs were the past couple of years. Like it was going to be the Bills conference, and maybe it's my fault for overrating them. But I just I haven't been over overly impressed with them. So I'm going to take the Patriots getting the four. I'm not calling for the outright upset, but I could see – I think it's a 50-50 game. Forget about the spread. 50-50 who wins. So, in that case, I'll take the points. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, man. I, that's, I'm scared that we're, the first two games we picked head-to-head uh, head, – or not head-to-head head, straight up. We picked them uh, exact. But uh, I'm with you. I just think two, they know each other. New England's going to have a game plan going in. It's going to be tight. Um, I think Buffalo wins it, but I just I, I feel like plus the weather's gonna be ice cold up there. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a wide open game by any stretch of the imagination. It's gonna be an ugly game. Um, New England ha- New England does have the running game. They have a good enough defense, I think. 
um, make a play here, make a play there. Same thing with same thing with Buffalo. Decent defense. They'll figure out. They'll figure out how to get a couple in the end zone. But uh, it's not. It's just. It's not going to be a wide open game. So it's tough for me to take a team winning uh, by more than a field goal. And I feel like I feel like even though Buffalo is a better team, uh, New England is competitive enough to keep it tight. So do you think outright upset, or you're not going that far? No, I think I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo hangs on. This is they've they've got some demons, but they're going to need like a tough game um, at home. They they need like a signature win at home, just like this. This is exactly what the doctor ordered. Uh, something something tight, something that they have to work for against a, a hated rival um, in front of the raucous crowd, as uh, as uh, Josh Allen fires it into Stefan Diggs and like takes a finger off because it's uh frozen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 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 need they need they need a, a tough win to kind of if they if they're gonna get over the hump, they need they need this win. And it's gotta it's gotta they gotta earn it. So yeah, I think Buffalo wins it, but I think the Wingman keeps it close. Yeah, it's tough because on paper I think the Bills are better than are four points better. I just I don't know. Yeah, if it's if it's uh if if it's um regular season game, and you know it's thirty degrees instead, you know I'm maybe thinking a little differently about it. But you get Bill Belichick in the playoffs; it's hard. It's hard to pick against Belichick too. Just, yeah, it's the, it's that it's the weather too. It's it's the yep. when you turn on the game and you see that weather, you just want the points. You want to take uh, the points. Yeah, I can't wait. So we go to Sunday. Um, yeah, oh, Sunday. No, nope, Sunday afternoon. No, I don't. I don't nothing else on the Bills. Uh, this is the uh, settling in. We get a nosh. Be noshing on some, uh, I don't know, pepperoni and olives. Maybe you get a beer in your hand. Maybe you have a brown. As uh, Philly and Tampa kick off, tough to get tough to get amped up for it. But this is one of those games you just hope that it becomes a game. So you kind of get second half. You're like, oh shit, we gotta sit down and watch this game. Um, give me something to to stick my teeth into before uh, the main event with San Fran and Dallas. Uh, Philly, eight and a half point underdogs goes to Tampa. Um, I'm uh, I, I think about last year's playoffs with Tampa, and now Brady had a great first game against Washington, I believe, but then yeah. he struggled a little bit thereafter getting to the Super Bowl. It was other factors that helped Tampa. Win it now. I think you know Brady's a year older. Tampa's a little banged up, and I feel like Philadelphia is just a stubborn team. Like they're a team that I don't have any faith in. I have no belief they're going to win this game, but I feel like they're just they're just stubborn. And Tampa, like you mentioned with Buffalo, maybe that clicking on all cylinders. I don't see them blowing out a team right now. Um, I feel like Tampa wins by a touchdown or something, but I don't. Like, I just don't see them running away with it. So I'm I'm taking Philly because, you know, eight and a half is a lot of points. And I feel like, like I said, I feel like Philly's just a stubborn football team. And if no with no real reason other than that, then Tampa just, you know, is kind of easing their way into the playoffs. They've been there. They've done that. I know Tom is, you know, a killer, whatever. Um, but he's not perfect. We know that. Tom's not – he doesn't uh, – He's not automatic, uh, so I'm taking Philly with the points, but I'm, I fully expect Tampa to see to see Tampa next week. 
Um, so I feel like there's something I'm missing in this game. Because I, I think Philly is horrendous. I think Tampa blows them out. All right. Philly is 0-4 against playoff teams this year. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what their best win would be. Every time they went up against, you know, Chiefs they played. They played uh, the Cowboys twice, even though last week didn't really mean anything. They played uh, – I don't even know who else they played. They played like six playoff games. Uh, Raiders blew them out. I just don't think Philly's good. I think they were a little bit of a product of a soft schedule down the stretch. Washington twice. They played the Giants there at the end. Actually lost to the Giants. That's a knock against them too. Uh, they lost. They, they beat. They beat the Lions. They beat the Falcons opening day. I remember that? I was in Aruba for that one. Went going nuts. I, I just. I don't. I don't see it with Philly. I think they stink. Yeah, like Tampa. You know, all those injuries with no Antonio Brown, Godwin ACL. But, you know, Fournette, it sounds like it's coming back. I, I just feel like there's something I'm missing because the spread, I thought the spread would be double digits. So, in that sense, my gambling brain does tell me the Eagles are the play, but I'm going Tampa. I, I can't. I got to go Tampa. There's usually a couple blowouts on uh, Black Girl Weekend. So, I think this one could get ugly. I, I do not think. Philly is any good. All right. Not excited about that one, really. <laughs> Neither am I. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not. Like, I'll root for Philly if it's close down the stretch, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Don't see it. All right. On to the next one <laughs> Dallas, Dallas, San Francisco. Yeah, here we go. The main, the main event of the whole weekend. Yes. Yeah. The- for 4 30 Sunday. This is the uh, everybody's rooting in the in the battle of the uh, front running fans from the '90s teams. We're all rooting for San Francisco. Nobody wants to see Dallas move on. Fucking Cowboys. I don't want to see Jerry Jones. I don't want to see Dak or Zeke or anybody. Just get like we're just get rid of New England. Get rid of Dallas. I don't want to see them. I don't want to. I don't want to sweat out a Dallas football game where they might have like a, a trip to the Super Bowl. Uh, in play, not at all. But I want that. Um, San Fran. On the other hand, you have a quarterback who's been here before. A quarterback yeah. who's kind of playing for his life right now. Um, is he playing for his job? He, he maybe he's playing for his next job. I really don't know what Garoppolo. If I don't know what he can do to stay in San Fran, if that's a foregone conclusion, um, or if. He shows some life here in the playoffs. I really don't know. Uh, Dallas, on the other hand, just years and years and years, decades of playoff dis- disappointments um, attached to their leg as we go in there. I'm go like I'm taking the underdog visiting San Fran here. They've got the, they've got the experience, um, and ju- just like I mentioned, like with the Cincinnati Bengals, like you have this thing in the back of your head with their receivers, maybe a moment too big for them. There's going to be a moment here. If this game is close and Garoppolo has the ball in his hands and either they're going for the win or going for, you know, for you to break to beat the spread, whatever it is, um, he's got the ball in his hands and he's going to throw a ball into like double coverage. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see the ball like go off of six hands and maybe the ball bounces and hangs up in the air. Maybe, like, the bad camera angle. Did somebody catch it, but it's on the ground? You got just a moment in the fourth quarter, 
late in the third quarter or something like that where it's like, all right, that's Jimmy Garoppolo. He does that sometimes. And you don't know. It could go, could go either way. And that's what terrifies me. But that's also what excites, what excites me. He's going to fucking sling it. Um, you know, he's got Kittle. He's got Debo. Uh, defense is, is good. Dallas's defense makes some plays, right, that they're a good enough defense, but they're not they're not a great defense, but they're a playmaking defense. Um, so if they, if, they, if they sneak in on one of those Jimmy G mistakes, that's big for Dallas. Um, but if they avoid that, they're in trouble. And so I'm going San Fran here, uh, plus three. Um, all right. I went back and forth on this game. Yeah, I wasn't sure. The spread was exactly where I expected it, home team giving three. If the game was in San Fran, it'd probably be the opposite. It'd probably be San Fran as a short favorite. Um, Dallas has been good. They've taken the next step in a sense where they've won the shitty division. Um, are they going to take the next step? I don't know. You know, you've seen them. You know, they've been a little bit of a bully team this year. They, you know, they beat the Giants. They were what, 6-0 and against the NFC East, I think. And they were 6-5 and against the rest of the league. So that's a red flag. Um, you know, whenever they've taken like, – you know, Chiefs, they, they lost in Kansas City. You know, they lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Cardinals, the second to last week of the season. So it, they do have a little bit of um, paper tiger on them. Like I, I call those games when they lose, when they lose to like uh, whoever, when they just they throw in a clunker at home. It feels like it's always at home. Denver, they lost to this year. Yep. I always call those like the Garrett games, like the, the Garrett Cowboys <laughs> showed up. And it's like, are the Garrett Cowboys going to show up against San Fran? I don't know. Um, so with San Fran, the thing I can't get past with them is, you know, if you're going to, if you were going to, the last thing everybody saw was them against the Rams, right? And there is just something about the Niners when they see the Rams, when Shanahan sees McVay, like if you judge the Niners just based on those games, you would think they're, I mean, a Super Bowl team, which it's yeah. not impossible. It's not unfathomable. Unfathomable. Is that a word? Unfathomable to see like them make a run. We just saw them do it two years ago. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like, you know, this is the same team that I know Trey Lance was playing, but they struggled, but they were losing in the second half against the Texans. Now, this is the same team on Thursday night football against the Titans. Everything was going right. They're up 10 nothing, and they just completely gave that game away. Mm-hmm. So there's a Jekyll and Hyde quality to them, too. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Dallas. I'm going to lay the three, kind of hold my breath there. Um, it's, a, it's a tough game. I'm going to – the Niners' defense has disappointed me a little bit this year. I expect them to be better. Um, I'm going to take the team – Two things. One, that Dallas is at home, which I don't think is that big of a factor, but still better than them having to travel. And two, um, be- the better defense. I, I just think, I, in when I whenever I have a doubt, I'll just I'll, I'll you know just take the better defense. I think Dallas's defense. Uh, you said playmaking defense. I think that's a fair assessment. You know, they, they're not a great defense. They're not the Ravens or the Bears in the '80s. Um, but they've had the ability to make some plays. And I, and I do think Garoppolo, if, you know, if the opportunity is there, I could see the defense making a couple plays. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough game. It, it, all these games are tough, but I'm going to uh, lead Dallas. 
All right. for, uh, Dallas Lane three. All right, there you go. After two, after two uh, picks the same, we uh, get one different. I get two different. Um, all right, next one's yours, Dan. Pittsburgh at KC, KC 12.5 point favorites. And even Big right. Ben Roethlisberger has uh, admitted they have no chance. Yeah, yeah I saw that, yeah. <laughs> that was a headline. A couple, couple news sources ran with that one. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the points. I talked myself into it. Uh, now I don't think this is going to be. First off, I'm not calling for the outright upset. It's, you know, the Chiefs will find a way to win this game. Uh, but I like the fact that these teams played uh, week six. It was right after Christmas they played, and the Chiefs blew them out. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that that's fresh in every better's head because I think most people. I mean, the public is definitely going to be on the Chiefs. At least two thirds of the money will be on the Chiefs. Mm. Um, I expect I expect a big spirited effort from the Steelers defense. You know, mm. if this game, the, the Steelers are not going to cover this game if it's played in the 30s. I mean, they're not reaching 30 points, so it, they're not they're, they're not covering if it you know if the Chief, if the Chiefs score 35. I do think the Steelers will have the ability to keep this game maybe in the low 20s. I just I just feel like the defense is going to play big. I'm also not sure about the health of like Tyree Kill got hurt last week in warmups mm-hmm. and played like only a couple plays, so I'm not sure about him. Uh, they said Kelsey's okay, but he got hurt on that final play of the game uh, against Denver. Edwards Hilaire, I'm pretty sure is out, so I'm not. I'm not so sure. And you know, I don't know. The, the Chiefs have. It hasn't. There haven't been that many games this year where the Chiefs have given you the four quarter. I don't want to say effort. I don't think the effort isn't there. They haven't given you like the four quarters of flawless execution that you're used to seeing with the Chiefs. Sure. So I just feel like the Steelers hang around in this game, and if you if you hang around, Ben can make a few plays late. It's it's he's not going to go. I mean, you saw it again in the Ravens game, like. He wasn't great, but he made a couple throws on that last drive. I, I just think the Steelers will hang around. Chiefs probably win. I mean, they they should win. It would be it would be a huge upset if the Steelers win this game. But um, I am I, I may I'm picking with my heart a little bit here. But I'll I'll take the twelve and a half. And it's it's I'm I'm counting on a I'm counting on a good effort from the from the Steelers defense. That's where you know if this game is fourteen nothing out of the gate. The bet's over. It's done. <laughs> I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting on you know. I'm counting on the Steelers' defense really coming to play Sunday night. Yeah, it's just it's just tough because you know that we know what Kansas City can do with the points, and you know what limits Pittsburgh has. However, Pittsburgh does have Najee Harris, and and I, I Casey when they struggle, they struggle. Defensively, now they've they've improved a lot throughout the year. So this is not September. This is not the September Kansas City Chiefs we're talking about here. But can they be had? Yes. If you can, if you can control the ball a little bit against them, slowing up their offense some, they put you in a good spot. Ben can't sling it with with Kansas City though. Uh, we know that. Um, but I kind of like the attitude. You know, we're fucked anyway. Let's go and have some fun. That's basically what we said. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a loose team, a little nothing to lose team, and that's a dangerous team to play. A team that feels like they have nothing to lose. It feels like they have no pressure on them. 
I mean, it may, I do expect like the entire team to take that attitude that that Ben's going in. Like, this is my last game. Like, let's just go have some fun. Like these guys, this is this is everybody's last game. Uh, but they have they have something to prove here. Um, and Pittsburgh just they 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 battle. They 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 got there um, by fighting. They got there by being competitive and keeping in games and maybe being in games they shouldn't be in. So I think they keep it close. I think Kansas City uh, wins it, of course. But um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Pittsburgh makes it interesting at least at least late before Kansas City pulls away. That's the problem with Kansas City. It might might be interesting through three and a half quarters, and then Kansas City puts up 21 points in like six minutes. Yeah, they do that. So that's that's my concern there. But I, I'm gonna roll with Pittsburgh. I'll bet with your heart too. All right, Monday night, we'll be recording during this one. Oh, yeah. Rams staying home. Cardinals traveling to L.A. Uh, This is another one. It'll be Arizona home game. There's been more Arizona fans there. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a far drive, right, Arizona? Not for a playoff game. No, Arizona's next – I don't know the drive, but if you can get up Google there. that right now. Arizona. How many fans do the Cardinals have is the question. As, at least as many as the Rams. All right, so it's a nine-hour drive. That's not – All right, you hop on a quick plane. Not around the corner. Yeah, it's probably a uh, – yeah, it's probably like what? That's that, like hour and a half flight. Get on the value jet. Yeah, hour 26. Yeah, out of Phoenix. Um, so I I hate being repetitive, but I, this is another game where I kind of went back and forth in my head throughout the week so far. Um, I'm taking the Rams. I, uh, you know, I've been outspoken about how I don't like Kingsbury, and I've been outspoken about how I'm not a Stafford believer. So something's got to give in this game. One, somebody's going to get off the Schneid, and obviously Stafford. His drought has been a lot longer because he's been in the league since, what, 08? So it's yep. year like 14 now. Yep. Finally win a playoff game. I think he's going to get it. I, I don't know if it's going to be pretty necessarily. It's a division game. You know, I know uh, I just said New England in a division game. I lean towards taking the points. So this is kind of going against all that logic. Uh, I just think – you know what it is? I felt for weeks now, even longer than that, probably a month or two now, that the four best teams in the NFC were Green Bay, uh, Tampa, Dallas, and the Rams. And I feel like that was our final four. Yep. So maybe it's being a little stubborn, just kind of sticking to my guns. But I feel like those are the four best teams in the NFC, and we kind of deserve that as our, as our final four. So I think uh, the Rams will do just enough. I think it'll be – I think the Rams are going to be the team that comes out of wild card weekend as like, oh, look out for the Rams. They're clicking at the right time. Ah, wow. Okay. There's All always right. there's always one of those teams, and then and then they end up getting like smashed in Green Bay or something. But there's always like one of those teams coming out of this weekend where people are like, oh, you know, maybe San Fran goes and kills Dallas, or you know, maybe uh, I don't know the the rate the won't be the Raiders. Raiders aren't that good. Here, the Bengals drop like forty, and they're like, "Oh, this team can go to the Super Bowl." I think the Rams are going to be that team where everyone thinks, "Oh, they finally figured it all out." 
All right. So I'm going to take the Rams lane four. Well, that fits the bill, but I'm cha- I'm not going with you though. I'm going with Arizona here, and my my reasoning is Arizona is a team that I feel like whenever you kind of back off them a little bit, whenever you don't believe in them, that's when that's when they excel. And I've never been like all in on Arizona. This is a game where I would normally pick the Rams. Fade in my brain here. So this is a game where I would no- normally pick the Rams, um, but Arizona is just one of those just weird kind of sneak attack teams and they get you when you least expect it i i I would take them on the field too man i think arizona covers i think arizona has a really good chance to win this game pull it off um it's just uh like i said it's probably it's gonna be a home game for them basically they're i don't know if you heard uh, stafford's wife was talking about how uh they had to do silent counts last week at home um yeah (laughs) it's ridiculous Um, that's rough yeah, so I, I just um, – I'm taking Arizona here. I, I feel like – not you personally, but I feel like the, the, the sentiment with the Rams is like it was almost a foregone conclusion. I was um, victim of that as well. You know, they had Stafford. as all, you know, He was the missing link uh, to this. I think the season ends in disappointment um, once again for the Rams here. And uh, All right, upset. Cardinals on the field. What's that? Cardinals on the field. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I would take care. I would take Arizona on the field there. I Rams. Hey, Rams have a chance, obviously, but I think I think Arizona pulls it off here. So you have San Fran on the field and Arizona on the field. So you think San Fran going to Green Bay next week, and Arizona going to Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I think. Um, I, I, Arizona had that one game. They they sucked down the stretch. They had that one game against Dallas where they looked good. That kind of threw everyone off, kind of like, I don't know what to expect now. Yeah, that's they're, they're such a strange team where as soon as you give up on them, that's when they kind of show you something. They're really good when they're really good, but they can, you know, they can shock you with how bad they are sometimes too. You're like, what? Like, why would I ever – put any kind of money on this team, but I think uh I think Monday night's their their night. Yeah. All right. There you go. There you have it. If uh we're not gonna run down everything that we just said. If you wanna if you want us to recap our picks, just rewind and listen again. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta earn the playoff picks. That's it. Um, or or follow us on Twitter at Sunday Poor. They'll be there. Oh yeah. Are you gonna mark them? You're gonna put us head to head. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll specify which ones are head to head. Oh, okay. All right. Which one sounds good? Perfect. Beautiful. All right. Great. Well, there you have it. I guess we're in the books for this one, man. That's it. Well, uh, thank you as always for spending time with us here on Sunday Poor. Enjoy the games. Hopefully we'll see you on Sunday if uh, you're on that VIP list. Um, thanks as always, and uh, we'll talk to you during that during the head-to-head uh, Cardinals Rams game. And- oh yeah, can't wait Monday night Rams Cardinals. Until then, enjoy Wild Card Weekend, and we will talk to you then.
Oh, it's the best time of the year, Ant. We're finally it's here. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Enjoy it while it's enjoy it while we have it, you know. So the Bengals last playoff win, January sixth, nineteen ninety one against the Oilers. Wow. Then they lost the following week at <laughs> LA against the Raiders. And that started a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game losing streak in the playoffs. So maybe it started with the Raiders. It's got to end with the Raiders. <laughs> uh, see, now if I had known that. You took the Bengals, though. Oh. Yeah, but if I had known that, I would have gone even harder on the Bengals. Oh. Uh. By yeah, so they this, lost uh, the Art Shell at Raiders. Bookend here. Jay Schroeder. They were that good with Jay Schroeder as quarterback. They went to a – this the year they went to the title. Oh, yeah, they went to the title game and got killed by the Bills. Well, they had Schroeder. They had Mar- Marcus Allen's in it. Wait, 90? Marcus Allen's on that team? Marcus Allen. Tim Brown? Uh, that was before Tim Brown, right? Had it. Yeah, Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson were on this team. Yep, yep. Howie Long. So it's just, this is 31 years. 31 years after this game. Who else? Um, oh, Tim Brown was on the team. Yeah, three catches for 42 yards. Wow. Might have been a rookie. Might have been a rookie. This he year. had to be, yeah. It's, wow, he's old. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Bookend it. There you go. Howie Long had a sack in the game. All right, there you go. Marcus Allen had a nice day, twenty-one for one forty. Who else was in that defense? Um, the uh, Raiders. Yeah. Bob Golick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know there's uh, names. Lionel Washington. Nobody else really that stands out. All right. Um, so yeah, this is twenty to ten. The Raiders won that game. The week before the Bengals' last W in the playoffs. This was let's see. Bengals were favored by three and a half. Cody Carlson was the quarterback for the the Oilers. Oof. Boomer, two oh, touchdowns. So Warren Moon had to be hurt then. Must have been. Yeah, that's ugh. that was not a coach's decision. No, no, not at all. It was in Riverfront Stadium. Oh, wow. A beauty. 31 years. I'm, the Bengals gotta get off the uh get who off the mat. Who's the quarterback? I even heard of that quarterback. Cody Carlson, that rings a bell. Ugh. Uh, all right. Um, what else we got? When was the last Raiders playoff win? Super Bowl? No, because they lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl title season? game? Yeah, Super Bowl season. Uh, there's probably one before. I'm going to look it up. There's probably one. Since then, that I'm blanking on, but that that might be it. I guess the Titans. Unless I'm blanking on one that was. I mean, no, that's seven, their last win, 2002. 
Yeah, the last time they were there, they had no no car. That was wow. That's they've had two playoff appearances in twenty years. I mean, I knew it got bad for the Raiders, but yeah, their last playoff win was January nineteenth, two thousand three. Nineteen years ago, so they got. I mean, this is. Two pretty serious droughts. Yes. Yep. Everybody else. Uh, Their last win also against the Houston Oilers, only it was the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Vegas is- show me that graphic on Saturday. Is some nerd working on that right now? That both of these teams, their Besides. droughts. Besides what? Them. Besides you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Their last win, last playoff wins were against the Oiler franchise. Jeez, wow, that's pretty. That's pretty incredible. It is. Um, I guess the only other droughts are really Dallas. Dol- Dolphins have one. No, well, no, I mean, Dallas it, has won playoff games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They beat the Seahawks a couple years ago with Dak. They uh, is that the only win they had recently with Dak? Yeah, well, um, because he was hurt. Um, they had the year they went thirteen and three as rookie year, but they lost to Green Bay. Yeah, does Dak only have one playoff win? That sounds right. Yeah, right. Dak's one and one and two as a starter in the playoffs. Well, Arizona and the Rams' last playoff wins, though. Well, the Rams went to the Super Bowl. So the Saints would be their last? No. They won last year against the Seahawks. All right. There you go. Cardinals. If I had to guess the Cardinals last man. Oh, it had to be with, uh, with Palmer, Carson Palmer. Oh. That Hail Mary, the Rogers Hail Mary game. Oh, okay. Yeah, tw- January 2016, so six years for them. All right, it's not bad. Yeah, how about the Rams going to the fucking Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, so I think, those, I think the Raiders and Bengals are the, are the two big droughts this weekend. Philly just won the Super Bowl. Tampa, San Fran just went. Yeah, I think that, that's the, those are the two big ones. Yeah, Buffalo has their own drought. We well, you know Buffalo, they're in a constant yeah. drought. Yeah. And the Cowboys have their own. The Cowboys and Niners both, actually. It's been a while since they – well, I mean, the Niners have been to a couple Super Bowls, but – Yep. Mid, the <laughs> 90s were a long time ago. I'd like to keep Dallas out of the Super Bowl if possible. I don't, I don't even want them to be there. Um – I don't know. I don't know if they could put together three good games. Hope you're right. Hope they help. I don't game. really. Lo- I don't really love anyone in the NFC though. Um, what do we say? Let's see. I think we who we pick in the beginning of the year. I know I had Green Bay going. I don't know if I had Green Bay playing anybody. If I just Green Bay winning. Um, do you have it written down? Yeah, you have – do you remember your pick? I know I picked Buffalo to win it all. 
you have Buffalo, San Francisco. All right, I'm still alive. <laughs> and Buffalo, Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. We did, uh, we, did, yeah. We, did, we did pretty good on, uh, you know, division winners. Not great, but pretty good. Well, it was, it was fairly chalky. The Bengals are the only one that came out of nowhere. Yeah, we messed up that division. You had the Ravens. I had the Browns. Yeah. Lamar uh, injury. We both had the Bills. We both had Dallas. Titans. We both had the Titans. Chiefs, obviously. We both had KC. Both had Tampa. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, we did well, but it was pretty chalky. <laughs> uh, Rams won the West, right? Uh, yes. Where, you had the Niners, I had the Rams. Uh, yeah, I, I, Niners. I had Green Bay, you had Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I like to add that one back. <laughs> uh, we did all right, though. All right, so Super Bowl prediction's still alive. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Finish the regular season. Uh, you were 26, 29, and 2. And I was 25 and 32. Not great. Wait, did, you fa- did you add in the other um, the games from last week? Yes, we gave. I thought them, I, yeah. uh, I thought I was three games under going into going into last week, and I went two and one. No, you think you went one, one, and one? What did I push on? I know I lost the Buck. I lost the Panthers. I hit the Saints. Uh, what was the third Ra- game? I Ra- had? Raiders was th- was three, and they won by three. No, they were getting three. Oh shit! I had that marked wrong. All right, so you hit. So right, so you hit that. There you go. You get two games back. under. So you were twenty-seven, twenty-nine, and one. My mistake. Could not get to five hundred. You tried. So many opportunities. Valiant, valiant effort. Next year, be better. I mean, playoffs will be better. Playoffs will be better. Except the, yeah. games were, except the games were head-to-head on. You're fucked. There. Yeah, someone's fucked. <laughs> there you have it. All right. Good shit, Ant. All right. Hopefully, Najee Harris plays Sunday night. Got an elbow uh, Yeah, they need an elbow to run. <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. All right, I'll get this out. I'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Later. Yeah.